yo, welcome, welcome to another episode with Ignite the Spark Within Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Hernandez, and I am here to empower world-class leaders like yourself to create a life on your own terms. On these podcasts, we will be exploring the mysteries of self-mastery, shamanism, mysticism, conscious sexuality, and overcoming depression and anxiety. We'll be interviewing some of my very own tribe members from around the world and share some of our personal stories. We'll be discovering and implementing tools and strategies for living a more fulfilled life. So, join me on this journey of self-discovery and let's ignite that spark within together. A little bit about your host. I am a U.S. Navy veteran, served in the USS Ronald Reagan, a shaman apprentice, an international self-mastery coach, author, and conscious sexuality facilitator. Now, my mission is to support and empower world-class leaders like yourself, reminding you of the impact that you're meant to make in this lifetime. So if you want to learn more, if you bout that life, stay tuned for today's episode. Season 1, Episode 27, The Power of Darkness and the Essence of God. All right, welcome, welcome to today's episode. So last week I had the opportunity to have Oliver as a guest speaker, so you got to hear from him, and I love that we got to discuss some of the ayahuasca misconceptions and kind of just dive deep into it. Now, I did get to share a little bit about my last experience two weeks ago in the jungle, and this part of my annual training um, that I do with Maestro Ladio, and well, today I want to share a little bit more about my experience and consider that the message that I got, um, I believe is, is somewhat, somewhat important now more than ever. Right. So, um, now let's, let's, I want to touch on a topic that's very specific and that I feel is often avoided. And what's there for me around this specific topic is that I have this idea that when people talk about it, they get canceled. So since I don't care about being canceled, let's get to it. So, um, I had a uh, I got out the jungle not too long ago. So this was what, two weeks ago. And I have to say, I really have a thing for the jungle. Like I feel at home when I'm there. And when I leave the jungle, well, that's the time for me to reflect on the experience and the magic of ayahuasca. Now, rece- receiving her blessings and uh, being able to communicate directly to her like that was incredible and i've i have to say while i've had very incredible experiences in my past with ayahuasca this one was very different she was very very real very tangible like very responsive to what i had to say and to the interaction it was just very just real just different yeah and um i have to say she really did a good job at testing me right and i really felt her presence like trying to actively test to see where my conscious was or maybe even trying to break me by identifying if i was carrying maybe any unconscious guilt yeah and like putting me in some very twisted circumstances to see how i would respond now testing my connection with god and putting me in a place to fully recognize my full confidence that i do serve god God, and it's my ultimate guide and light. And from that stance, I got the experience that there's a level of power in that, that darkness can't fuck with, right? But here's the thing. 
it has to come from an inside level of knowing. Yeah, that connection with God has to come from inside, right? So I'll explain. There was a moment in my ayahuasca vision where this entity, which I'm not exactly sure, I can't necessarily say it was ayahuasca, but it was, it was a vision, right? And it was this entity that was observing me and it approached me and it wanted to engage with me and it started to provide me all types of gifts. Like it gave me all these visions and it showed me gifts. It showed me visions of lots of wealth. It showed me, uh, having my healing center. It showed me wearing this beautiful crown and being admired by so many people. And now get that in the past, this would have filled me up. This would have inspired me. This would have brought me, um, joy, right? This would have made me very happy as if I had made it and it motivated me and it would have given me a sense of worth. However, this time it was different because this time I wasn't necessarily impressed by those things. You see, I, I wasn't, I was just like, all right, that's cool. Right. And I said, thank you. And I try to go back to my meditation. And then the darkness behind that lured trap of wealth as a temptation made its appearance. You see that entity, um, kind of manifested itself and it, it took me to this like a meeting room. And it was dark and, and I can see the darkness, right? Like if the darkness could, could turn into an entity, like this was it, right? And I didn't fall into the trance of money or material wealth, right? Like when this entity tried to lure me in with that and I wasn't necessarily convinced or moved, I was like, all right, yeah, sure. That's cool, right? That darkness got stronger, like really tried to intimidate me. And when I felt the presence get stronger and more aggressive, a sudden level of confidence arose in me and I felt my light get brighter as I reminded the entity that I was a light warrior, right? <laughs> now it mocked me laughing saying, and what exactly is that? I responded, I serve God and I bring light where darkness forgets about the balance and it's smirked. Then it asked, oh yeah, so who's God? As I responded, God, well, God personally is my relationship to the purest form of positive energy. And it laughed again. So you obey God. And I said, yes. And as I said, yes, this darkness got a bit excited as it heard me say the words, I obey. Yeah. And it turned into this trance in my head where all of a sudden I'm repeating in my head, I obey God. I obey God. I obey God. And I saw how this darkness started to absorb my energy and my light began to diminish. And then I realized what I was saying and it brought awareness to me repeating the statement over and over again. And I noticed that I was actually in the trance and I was falling into this created anchor, right? Where I was subconsciously training my mind to obey the word God. But I don't obey the word God. I obey God's essence. You see, words can be manipulated and used in vain, whether, whether you call it God, whether you call it Allah, like words can be utilized and manipulated and used against us. Yes. And so it's not the word that I was, uh, that I was referring to when I say I obey God. It's the essence. It's God's essence. And that, my dear, is indescribable. And two, it's unforgettable. You see, when you've been in the presence of God, you don't need any more evidence. 
right? And that as an essence is more than words. Like you can't, you can't even describe it. Yes. And so when I realized that the darkness was putting me into a trance, I wiggled my body and I snapped out of the trance while reminding the darkness that I obey my God and not its interpretation of God. And just like that, darkness once again lost the power it was gaining over me as my light got stronger and my conviction to God actually grew stronger. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I know it's not politically correct to talk about God. Yes. And maybe that was the whole point of the darkness. Yeah. To disconnect us from the very source that can actually empower us in the face of darkness. You see, when the darkness tried to get me to obey by putting me into that trance, it was putting images of things that said the word God and obey, but they were on material things. You see, while I was repeating, I obey God, I was getting images of a statue, of a book, of a building. And that's when I realized, wait, 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 darkness wasn't referring to the same God I was talking about. You see, when we talk about chakras, there's your crown chakra, right? That I'm sure you've heard of. And well, I believe that that's your energy source to source. Yeah, that's your access point to be able to download and upload information on an energetic level. So our source to God comes from within. Therefore, nothing, absolutely nothing on the outside can source God like what you can source from within. For we all have access, we just don't all remember. You see, we've been programmed to seek God on the outside. Yes, we've been told that he's in the sky sitting on some throne on a cloud. We've been taught by different religions and organizations to seek truth on the tangible. Yet, God is intangible. And when you connect to the, when you can connect to that intangible source from within yourself, then you've been ignited. And that light is within you, you see, and then things, and then when I got this, yeah, when I got connected to, oh, wow, like we're on a different page, like we're not related to God as the same thing, then things got really intense, yeah, let's just say darkness got really agitated, or at least in my perception, right, of my conviction, and it decided that it would take things, uh, bring them up a notch, right? And so it reminded me and stating like, are you clear that the spirit world, let's say, is not just all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns? Which I responded, I know, Right. And I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I remember then I was clear. I'm like, I know you've taken me to hell more than once. Don't you remember? And so it responded good. Only this time it's forever. And immediately my environment completely shifted and I was back in hell. Fuck. Blood, dead corpse, rotten flesh, mosquitoes, fire everywhere. Like I was inside of an active volcano. Then I was put inside of this cage where the iron bars were splattered with blood and pieces of flesh hanging. And then I remember hearing it. You're going to be here for the rest of eternity as it shouted, which I responded, Hmm, let me meditate on that. And I remember I closed my eyes and when I opened them, I was outside of that cage. And in that moment, 
I learned or discovered a new superpower, which I'm not going to talk about because I don't have to tell you everything that happened. But anyways, at that point, darkness actually congratulated me for my capacity to, to overcome that test. But then it quickly asked me about my relationship with death. I said, what about it? You've already murdered and tortured everyone in front of me to only show me my absolute darkest possibilities. So I think I've learned to accept my death and the consequences of my actions, which in then responded, so let's see what you've learned. Let's revisit death. What about your mother's death? Then it took me to what seemed to be my mother's grave. And I remember I kneeled down and I thanked her. I thanked her for everything she's done for me and for her grandkids. I praised her for being the amazing grandmother that she's been to all of her grandkids and the impact she's made on the world and humanity. I praised her for the loving soul that she is and thanked her for sticking around till she was way past the hundred years old. I could tell that that was not exactly what darkness was anticipating. I'm sure it was intrigued by my capacity to create an alternate reality to live into and anchor in at a deep subconscious level. Now, this went on with what felt like for hours, right, of just the darkness testing me back and back and back and forth. And again, confirming that darkness actually has a role. And this time, it helped me reach a new level of awareness and connectedness to God, like grateful for darkness, right? Because I understood that without that darkness, oftentimes we forget the power of God and that light within us is actually the healing for so much pain. There was a moment in my test where I got sent to a deep tunnel where there was this, this, I don't even know, like, a, like, I don't know, like a prison, I would say, but it's just like this place with like the meanest, most deadliest beings of all time. And they're all in this like place. And I remember diving in and all these mobs of angry beings were coming to attack me. And I generated a glowing golden aura around me that as soon as the beings entered in that beam of light, they went from angry and furious to calm and loving. However, it was way too many. I mean, way too many. So I don't know how I managed to pull off like a Superman or like Neo from the Matrix. And I started to fly out of the tunnel. But as I was going out of the tunnel, um, everything that came in my path and entered my golden bubble would heal. And while this was a strong visual, I'm sure if you close your eyes, you can visualize a light that emits a healing frequency so strong that anything that is sick or dark heals in that presence. And to be honest, I think that that's what Jesus Christ tapped into and many other illuminated teachers have been trying to teach us about magnifying our magnetic field with the strongest frequency that exists, and that is love. So... It can be challenging and it can be very challenging to give something we've never necessarily have experienced, right? Like we often give what we know unless we actively go out of our way to heal and discover love and a good place to start is with self-love, right? So when you know how to love yourself, you begin to share that love onto others for you're aware of its magic. But when we don't know how to love ourselves, we can easily be misguided on what love is and what it's supposed to feel like. Yes, so truth be told, not everyone had the blessings to feel love since an early age. 
I would even jump on the city branches as to claim that there are people in their late stages of life that have yet to discover and experience the true essence of pure love. And I'm not talking about the love you have for your parents or for your love or your partner. It's a pure, genuine love of recognition. Yes, like recognizing the humanity in each of us, a pure love that is capable of forgiving anything for it understands what it's behind the darkness and that is the lack of love. You know, it's quite amazing since getting ready for this episode and making a statement that talking about God is not politically correct. I've actually seen more posts about God on my feed in these last 24 hours than I've seen probably this entire year. So I'm going to take that as a sign. Now, by no way am I going to sit here and try to preach to you what God is. On the contrary, I would love to enter into an inquiry of what is God to you? Do you speak to God? And how do you know God? What is your relationship with God? Yes, and just how I ask you about God, what's your relationship with the devil? Are you afraid of the devil and what it stands for? You see, I read a book not too long ago. Actually, it was a couple of years ago, probably like eight years ago, 10 years ago. Um, the book actually came out 2012, and I think I read it 2014. Anyways, um, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Well, the first time I heard this book on Audible, I remember I had just left the gym and I laid on the carpet for a while as I dosed off to be rudely awakened by a deep, deep voice that was kind of scary. And so I got up shocked, like, wait, what am I listening to? And I had to rewind a bit to realize that it's in the book and Napoleon Hill actually interviews the devil. And it becomes this very interesting dialogue that puts many things into perspective. And maybe this is where I got the concept of speaking to things that produce fear in me until there is no more fear, right? It's like, well, how about I just confront it and like deal with it, right? And so anyways, so in the book, the devil provides this great example in his explanation of him being negative and God being positive, right? He mentioned how the balance between negative and positive is important and it's like a battery, right? He goes, a battery does not work on only positive energy and a battery doesn't work only on negative energy. You see, you need both in order for the battery to work. That's the balance. So when I understood this, I stopped fearing the devil and started to see its utility. Similar to my experience in the jungle with Maestro Lario and him helping me understand my own darkness, when I stopped fearing the darkness, I started to learn from it, learning the consequences of specific actions and the outcomes if I act from that dark place. Now, I'm clear that we're all capable of doing very dark things, yes, just as we're capable of doing very good things. And well, oftentimes, we don't like to admit that we can be nasty, that we can be dark. We'd rather pretend and wear masks and then head back to our safe space and allow our darkness to run the show. But why is that? Why do we do that? Well, consider because we're not aware of our own darkness and the impact of our darkness. Hence, my journey to jungle and drinking ayahuasca for the first time six years ago, well, ayahuasca showed me how dark I could be and how much damage I could cause. And after recognizing how dark I could be, well, to be honest, I just choose to be light. But as mentioned, I didn't know the pain I was causing. I remember a specific ceremony where I gave Ayahuasca a very specific command for her to show me every time I caused harm or damage to someone. Fuck, that was probably the most painful ceremony I have ever done. It marked me 
like forever. Like I got to witness myself, not just this lifetime, but past lifetimes and even future lifetimes. And if I didn't change my ways, how things would end up. I did horrible things. And then to make things worse, I then had to feel all the pain I had caused others, even those closest to me. I felt the pain. I felt the anguish, the terror. And then the worst part of all was seeing me causing that pain onto myself, asking myself, why would I do such a thing? Then seeing where I still needed to heal. You see, I remember I cried all night pleading for forgiveness. That morning, I was reborn because I had witnessed sides of myself I had no idea were even possible. And I choose light. I choose God. Yet, I respect the devil and the darkness for it provided me the space to learn and evolve into a brighter light. You see, in these chaotic times, it's so easy to get lost in the darkness, but it's also inspiring to see all the changes that are happening as well. And now, more than ever, more healing camps and healing centers are popping up. Off-the-grid villages are being constructed. Like, these times are causing us to evolve and remember how to connect with the untangible, how to connect with Pachamama, Mother Earth, into its nature's electric grid. Yes, how to learn to communicate with the plants and the animals through our vibration and healing. And I think I shared this in the past episode where I was gifted the the presence of this beautiful healing grandma. And she was responsible for many exotic animals on her land. And, and I got to sit down with her and she shared with me how to communicate telepathically with the animals. Yeah, And she brought up to my attention the saying that animals can smell your fear. Well, she was telling me that they can also smell your love. They can smell your hate. They can smell your joy. They can perceive you by the way you're being. Therefore, question for you, what frequency are you currently vibing at? Do you walk around life loving life and loving everything in it? Do you recognize the magic and miracle it is to live? Do you walk around in life scared of all the chaos of the uncertainty? You see, your perspective will directly impact your state of being and consider that your state of being will impact the frequency you emit, having things either magnetize to you or repel from you. So where's your focus? Are you focusing on all the things that are wrong and pointing the finger at what is wrong? Or are you aware of what is wrong and focusing on the change? You see, energy flows where focus goes. You can't solve the problem by only focusing on the problem. When we begin to focus on how we want things to be and start building in that direction, well, problems will always come up. It's part of the balance. Remember, it's how we evolve. Not through fear, but through love can we save humanity. Remember, love trumps fear. But as mentioned, the love we're talking about is on a whole new level of what it means to love that can only come from continuing to do the inner work. To tap into that love consciousness, remembering that those who lack love produce pain. And I want to be very clear that love does not mean tolerate. You see, I can love you and not have to put up with your shit. I can love you from a distance. I can love you while you heal. I can love you even if I choose to be at a distance. I can love you even if you choose to stay the same. And I will love myself enough to keep the peace and harmony in my space. So I told you this was going to be a bit deep. If this episode triggered you in any way, please. 
in any way, please, in any way, please, <laughs> I invite you to write about it on the prompt to answer what you thought of this episode. Now, I know that some of the stuff can be triggering. As a matter of fact, a buddy of mine that's heavily in the, in the healing community mentioned in a post how he's against people talking about ayahuasca on public media, like social media, podcasts, and blogs, because as he puts it, the world is not ready. And we will only be putting ourselves out there to be shredded to pieces by ignorant comments and opinions. And while I see the value in his perspective, I'm also clear that the right people will resonate with the message. And that's who this episode is for. That's who these episodes are for. And I remember talking to another close friend and we were going to be doing a recorded interview. And I asked him like, yo, what if no one shows up? What if nobody listens? And he responded, all we need is one person to listen. And if that one person got value from what was said, then it was worth it. Remember, you never know what that one person was going through. And that could have been the message that could have been the determining factor between that person loving their life and that person taking their life. So I want to talk about controversial topics because this is how we can dialogue and come to agreements, even if that agreement is agreeing to disagree. That is evolved communication. This is how we learn to learn from other perspectives. And that is the power of thinking and inquiring. And unfortunately, those that question things and are not quick to follow authoritative demands are often seen as the rebellious ones, the irresponsible ones. Yet it's the independent thinkers that are actually running the world. So you want to create your reality or live inside of somebody else's? Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed hosting it. Now, if you're interested in learning about how to come out with me into the jungle and do some of this inner work, the information is out now. So click on the link. I'm going to put it on the bio and it's going to give you all the information off the top of my head. Uh, I believe it's scheduled for a 10 day retreat from the 9th of January to the 18th. All right. So get on the mailing list to get all the juicy details of what to expect and how to prepare for that. So on today's episode, I asked some pretty deep questions. If you didn't jot them down, I'll remind you. And I'll invite you to grab a journal if you haven't asked yourself these questions before and ponder them. Maybe even do like the conversation with God that's a book, right? Where it's about an author that believes he is in communication directly to God through his journal and ends up writing an entire book. So why not, right? So grab your journal and start asking these fundamental questions, right? What is my relationship to God? Who is God? Can I communicate directly to God? What is the devil? How do I relate to the devil? Yeah. And so these are all inquiries that serve you and not like it's something that you need to now go discuss and try to share with others, but rather for you to be clear on for yourself. Yeah. So. I hope I didn't lose any of you on today's topic, and if anything, I hope it inspires you to start bringing up God up um, more into conversations and while being able, you see, because one thing is to talk about God, and the other thing is to talk about God or create a space where it can be talked about to discover our relationship, and discovering doesn't mean making wrong, judging, and condemning. It's an open dialogue. It's a discussion. It's an inquiry where we each get to identify what does it mean to me 
Yes. And so I think there's an importance in that, right? So finally, um, I want to express my gratitude and thanks to all of you listening. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and supporting this podcast. I know I believe this one came out a little bit short, but I think it's also a pretty heavy topic. So I hope that this episode has provided you with some insights and some perspectives to consider. And remember, we're all on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and it's up to us to choose to walk in the light and love, right? So thank you again for listening. And until next time, stay blessed. Boom.